0: As Slippy would say, welcome back to week 32 of the Weekly Inconvenience.
1: A little special episode for the people today.
0: Absolutely, a little switch up. As you can tell, Slip is not in the studio. Can you explain why?
1: Yeah, I'm I'm remote today. I'm watching the uh, Chargers win me some money.
0: Well, aren't you so damn fucking special? I'd like to be watching the Chargers win me some money too, but we can't all have what we want, right?
1: Yeah, well, I can Fair enough.
0: <laughs> so this week, we're, uh, we, we released an episode earlier this week, and we're obviously, as you can tell, putting this one out. It's a little bit different. We're not going to be as wacky and fun and lighthearted as usual. We're going to take a little bit more of a serious turn here and talk about some of the business side of things, what we're doing, what we have going on, and some insight from a professional. Uh, Slip, you care to take it from there?
1: Yeah, so um, we talked to Brandon Clancy, uh, super producer, B.C., as some people may or may not know him. Uh, he works for Barstool Sports. He's the producer of KFC Radio, as well as I think he did some work with uh, Chicks in the Office. And the um, Women and Men, has,
0: as m- many of you might know him from.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, he, he produces a, a ton of content. He's kind of the guy that brought pod, uh, podcasting to uh, Barcel Sports. He also... Um, is doing his own podcast, which is kind of how we got in contact with him. So if anyone out there is uh, creating content, I mean, we found it super, super helpful. It's just called the Super Producer Podcast. You can find it on Apple, Spotify. Um, So, yeah, we reached out to him. He was, um, you know, we were thankful enough for him to sit down and talk to us for about a half an hour. And uh, we just kind of chopped it up about, you know, content creation. And obviously, if you guys have been following us, you know, we're a newer Company, so there's a lot of stuff we're trying to implement, and he gave us a lot of great insight. Um, So we're super thankful for him, um, you know, shooting the shit with us.
0: Yeah, and we're gonna have him back on the podcast in a couple weeks just to uh, shoot the shit a little bit more and uh, talk some comedy instead of some seriousness. Um, So yeah, enjoy. Uh, If you have any questions about it, reach out to us. Reach out to him, and uh, we'd be happy to further the conversation. All
2: right, let's get into it. Awesome. Just pressed it. All right, we're good to go.
3: Awesome. All right. So, um, however you guys want to start.
2: Yeah. I mean, uh, first of all,
1: thanks again for, you know, taking time out to to do this. I mean, we've been listening to your super producer pod. Uh, I think we found it a couple of days ago and we're instantly hooked. I've listened to probably 90% of the episodes at this point. So. How,
2: how did you find um, it
1: out about it? If you don't mind me asking.
2: So, um, my brother actually sent it over to me. Uh, we've been listening to KFC radio for like five years now. Um, So once I told him that we've been kind of doing this and uh, he found my podcast, I didn't tell him about it. I don't know why, but um, I didn't. And he found it. He saw my page, like, what the fuck is this? And then he's like, listen to uh, Super Producer BC's podcast. And ever since then, I mean, took down some awesome notes from it. And we're just super excited to have this opportunity. For sure. Yeah, I I
1: think um, now... Uh, a lot of the stuff you go over is a lot broader with content creation in general, mm-hmm. um, not specifically to podcast, uh, and that's huge for us because we're running more than just a podcast. We're, you know, I- I'm going to say a full blown network, but we're obviously not <laughs> at that stage yet.
2: Um, but if we say it, it'll become true.
3: Yeah, man, I, I, I having the network frame of mind and and literally just like building it out that way is not a bad idea. I mean, you know, I can't say that just because you do it like like Dave had that vision. He started as like a one man show and then expanded. And he was looking for people in New York and then from New York looking for Philly, Chicago. Um, It's like it won't just be you won't become Dave Portnoy just because you do it like him. But it's like, That's the model. Like why why would you not say we're gonna I'm not gonna start one show, I'm gonna start two or three shows and we're all gonna work together. And if one pops off, it you know, rising tide lifts all boats. Like it's not a bad like way to go about it for sure.
1: Yeah, and and that's kind of exactly how we want to model everything. Obviously, me and Mason are the more forward facing content creators. But we have more people, I'm gonna say on staff, even though they're working for free. Yeah. But it, it's it, it is a collective effort. We've had we've tried to bring in multiple people. Some people work out, some people don't, mm-hmm. but that's to be expected. I think the, the podcast uh, is something that we jumped into more uh, within the last year. We've done a weekly episode over the past. I think we just did 30. episode 30 last cool. week. Um, so we've been pretty consistent with it. But so we started initially wanting to blog, but um, we're not the best writers. And blogging, and you've touched on it in your show before, is more or less, I don't want to say a dying medium, mm-hmm. but it's not it can't be your soul it was more
2: practice it turned out to be practice that we could turn it into a podcast kind of what we were writing about is Mm -hmm. what we ended up kind of talking about but we're also heavily influenced by uh kfc radio and also kirk minahan so like we're kind of building that parody world and inviting weird characters on and things like that so one question that we have is how would we kind of get um in front of more people like you um and kind of be able to Um, not only get advice, but also kind of work with cross promotion and things like that.
3: Mm -hmm. Um, It's tough. I mean, I can't say that there's like a a one policy or one way to go about it. Um, I mean, you know, I'm actively looking to talk to people. But if you had asked me before I started doing this office hours things, I would try and I would try and do it. That's that's how I am, though. Yeah. Um, I think it's tough now, you know, you, you I want to say, reach out to a lot of people. Um, I think you guys are going out, you're you're going about it the right way because you are proactively creating. You're not saying, um, you know, if, if you hire me, I'll do anything. Or if you just give me some direction, I'll, I'll do exactly what you say, because nobody wants to do that. Nobody, I mean, like, you know, if I had like a million great ideas, I would execute on them myself and I would create the kind of content, you know, I mean, I can't say that necessarily, like, I'm not a big gamer. So if I have gaming suggestions, I would probably seek out somebody who wants to play video games eight hours a day. Like, I just don't have the time and I'm not inclined to do that, but you know, people want to save some good ideas for themselves. So if you just ask, you know, what can I do for you? It's like, this is what I'm doing. Can this help you? And then that starts the conversation rolling um, from there, you know, I, I just see it a lot. I see a lot of people DM and say, "Barstool's my dream job. Um, I will do literally anything." And I'm like, wow. "I mean, unfortunately, that's not yeah, it." No, I mean, yeah. <laughs> if, if you are like, "I am a fantastic editor and I will do any editing for you," <laughs> it's and even then, it's still it's still competitive. So it's like we have you know a lot of people in the queue. We have a lot of good editors that 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 didn't make the cut last time around. So um, I would I would come at it from a place of like this is what we're doing. We're hoping that will be successful. And then try and network with people that you normally would just be like, ask for a job. Anybody that you're like, this is my dream job. And I would like to work. I would like to work there. Unless you know, they're like actively hiring. Like I just saw Andrew Schultz posted uh, an Instagram that was like, we're looking for editors, Photoshop, creative people. It sounds like a behind the scenes sort of thing that doesn't come around very often where These smaller shops, you know, because he's just like, I don't think he's got like a big staff yet, but he's growing. Um, But when they post that, like those are the people to reach out to. Um, And then I I would I would reach out to people and just say, can we collab? Here's what we're doing, especially if like you see somebody post something that's like really in line with your content. Um, It's really just old school networking. Um, but I do think you guys are going about it the right way, in that you're already starting the content. You're not just like sitting around and saying like, I'm I'm funny and I'd I'd be hysterical on Barstool. It's like, how come you're you're so good that you'd be a part of Barstool and you have like a hundred followers on Twitter? Like, go be funny, dude. You you can you can do this by yourself and you can make money on your own. Why don't you do that? And that's literally how almost everybody at Barstool started. Like, you don't realize Trent was already blogging. Kev was already blogging. Right. Dan was already blogging. They were already doing something. So, again, that doesn't make you those guys. But at least follow in their footsteps. Don't, like, just say you want to be where they are. Like, walk yeah. their path at least right. a little bit. It's different now in 2020 just- than it was back then. But it's still, you know, a similar path.
2: Yeah. yeah and and, 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 and I, I, if I just walked into the room acting like Dan – and started just doing his shtick.
3: You gotta you know? be like yeah. really fucking funny. If, you, if you're <laughs> yeah. really funny, you might be able to pull that off, but like there aren't a lot of guys like Dan, you know, that's why he's where he is. So you can right. pull it off, give it a shot, but you know, that's hard to do.
1: Yeah. Now. And so the content creation space is something that I think is, I don't want to say flooded, but it's so much more accessible for people mm-hmm. to put out their their own things. So, obviously, social media is a, a massive tool for especially smaller uh, content creators like us and, and other people. Where have you like, found the, the shift possibly in content creation going towards social media? I know you're obviously a huge proponent of IGTV and, mm-hmm. and Instagram in general. And obviously, we got to kind of wait for the next big thing. I think TikTok is is massive but that's and I've heard you say it too no one really knows what it is but yeah. as far as some of these more established platforms what what have you found the best way to kind of
3: break into
1: some of those spaces and get in front of people
3: well i i don't know if i would say it's it's break in in the existing spaces but you have to think about it like you have to like play in the space that already exists like there were already big bloggers when barstool started blogging and they were growing and they were trying to to gain traction and they're already podcasters when we got into podcasting and eventually we hit this like critical mass where we're we're kind of like leading some of this stuff so people want to emulate us but i i think like you said you you need to keep creating content in what already exists in the flooded areas because there's nothing else to do. You can't just say like, right. you know, we're gonna wait until this new platform that blends podcasting and TikTok together <laughs> and then we're gonna jump all over that. But yeah. you do also need to like pay attention to that. What what can really help is if you give attention to something that you think people that are in your space or your competition. Um, are are neglecting and just like dabble in that and and stick okay. around in that. And it's a long term process. you know, you have to just keep creating IGTV, cre- keep creating like like what the platform is asking for. like IGTV is basically asking you to put your YouTube on Instagram right. instead. And I don't think that they've quite um, built out of the platform that that works for that yet. I just think of it as like, now you can post longer Instagrams and I'm going to post it there because I don't know, I'm I'm trying to figure out a way to make something for IGTV and YouTube and, you know, optimize my time. So it's going in all places. But if I would, you know, stick with podcasting, even though podcasting is saturated, I don't mean it's saturated. Like you can't find success. You can't blow up. I mean, like look at Alex Cooper. Like, you know, if somebody said like, you shouldn't start a podcast, there's already too many podcasts. And then she literally shoots right to the top of the charts. You need to just dabble in the spaces that already exist and pay attention to these other things that people are kind of rolling their eyes at. You know, TikTok is kind of already at critical mass. So it's not like you're really out in front of that. But when TikTok was Musical.ly, I really wish that a lot of our content creators had jumped on it a little bit earlier. There is something to timing though. It's like, you know, if you were on Musical.ly in 2015, like you're it too early. Been, it would be years of, of wasting time but at the same time if you stuck with it if you were like I, I believe in this you would be out ahead of the pack so right you never know when the next thing's going to come along there was definitely a time where it was like people thought that snapchat would be the last new thing and then tiktok came along so it's like you got to pay attention to that stuff um but i would keep creating keep learning modifying finding you know watching what other people are doing and what other people are having success with and, you know, ready to be ready to move in that direction.
1: It's hard. Yeah. yeah. And, and I think, um, podcasting being as saturated as it is the way we've kind of, uh, we, the way our show is. So when we look at the weekly inconvenience and in our podcast, it, mm. it's, it's more of a way for us to connect with our, our fans and get our personalities more out there. Yeah. Uh, as opposed to the main money stream. Uh, yeah. And obviously advertising will come, but as you know, obviously podcasting isn't going to, our, our show is not going to take off overnight. It's going to mm-hmm. be years of, of just plugging away at it. So when we have our, our Instagram shows and our, our card stuff and then the blog, how do you find the, the, the best way to kind of balance and kind of cross promote your own content in that? And like, where do you focus the majority of your time? i don't know if i'm necessarily answering the, the question
2: real quick um when he mentions the the card thing we we kind of stumbled upon something we have something called like the drunk gambler's card room the dg card oh, Room. Where we we buy a bunch of like trading cards we get them at retail price um people mm-hmm. spend a lot of money on them it's kind of blowing up ever since um quarantine hit and i've
1: had well gary v was on the cutting edge of that mm-hmm.
2: yeah so exactly. you're buying like sports yeah. cards Yes. Yeah, so we have an Instagram live, we do Instagram live, and we stream them and our IGTV is full of these entertaining kind of openings, where we have funny commentary, um, and kind of comment on the cards and, and try to pull the best cards we can pull and um, also do things like that. So that's a stream of revenue we have, we got mm-hmm. over a 1000 followers in the first month, and we're kind of working on leveraging that into our other pages. Um, mm-hmm. So like, that's kind of like a, a starting
3: spot we have. So what is the weekly inconvenience if you just had to sum it up in like one sentence?
1: um it, it's uh so it, it's in that comedy comedy lifestyle type yeah. space so i mean it, it really is just kind of uh you know guys hanging out we we really talk more about just kind of what annoys us i'm a generally yeah, agitated we person
2: we so we try to contact them we try <laughs> to get them on Right, okay, so
3: it it is, okay, that makes sense. I mean, like, it's always better to, and KFC Radio has the same problem where it's just sort of like a lifestyle podcast is kind of like the best way to sum it up, but the more you can define it. But so, and in speaking with a a couple other people um, in your position, I I find that one of the, the things that I think I would do if I were just starting out is if your show is kind of general, then you need to pick segments within the show and segments maybe outside of the show that you create for these other platforms that are very niche because you need to grow somewhere and growing in the direction of general guys in their 20s and 30s lifestyle. It's, it's super broad and you will right. be directionless it it, and you won't be able to even measure your own progress and then you won't even like you know i mean i'm sure you'll grow in followers and grow in listeners but um if you can you know if you're doing the sports card thing i would you know attempt to really be part of the sports card lifestyle um you know don't be arrogant about it don't come in and be like "We're the the new guys on the block be like who are the cool like you know who are the the current influencers and not necessarily not like the big huge influencers like harry v like the people who are just like always in the forums and always on the Reddit right. pages, be respectful of them, talk to them be like, I want to learn. And here's what I add to it. You can still be like, your, you you know, illustrate your, your, you know, personality. So right. if it is, if you're a little bit louder or anything like that, you know, you're aggressive, you're, you're content creators. You're not just like people who are going to read about it and then just buy the cards and never tell anybody about it. So in some ways it'll be perceived as arrogant. And some people might not like you, you know, penetrating the space, right. but I, I would definitely pick these things and say, this broad show will cover all of these things, but we will. But when I make, um, you know, if you make like a short Twitter clip, two minutes going over, going deep on on sports cards, I think the sports cards community will take notice, and you can pick up some followers there.
2: Okay, awesome, yeah, because we have a team of people that work on the card room with us. Him being one of them, and another one in the room with me. So we have a lot of hands on deck for that to make it run, and it's been going well. And we can focus. Is that
3: on- a separate thing though? The card well, room is that. It's technical. Okay. Well, it, show that's part of our network.
1: Okay, cool. Yeah, so I mean, we we're starting to build out more um, video components to everything, including the podcast. But it, mm-hmm. it, it we were just strictly audio, so we're going to start transitioning a lot more to. YouTube, IG stuff, and kind of clipping it up and being able to get out in front of people more on different platforms. Mm-hmm. Now, when it comes to something like YouTube, and with kind of where we're at, we've had an internal kind of debate. I, I'm personally falling the camp, of I think we just need one YouTube. Everything goes up. Make playlists for everything individually, mm-hmm. or or are we better suited to have everything kind of more standalone. I I, I just see it both ways. So it's yeah, kind of-
3: it's tough. I, I I would think that. I would probably try having both and just see which one catches first, since it's probably just the you know the only added process of it is going to be uploading in multiple places. Right. Um, I I I feel like the ideal situation would be for you to have multiple channels and have them all blow up. Now you can't just like expect that, yeah, yeah. but I do see if you, if there's enough, I, I, I can't say that I know enough about really like how the algorithm is working right now to be like, definitely. If my, if I knew for some reason that it's just like more and more more and more and more would definitely benefit one YouTube, then I'd say consolidate it all and just post them all there. I can't necessarily say that that is 100% true. So I would think that, you could have the catch all where you post everything, but then also break one niche out just because it's not that much extra added work. And I don't think it'll be that much of a detriment, but I I could see that, you know, you, you could get a year into it and find that the account that you're posting more to is doing better. And it's like, Oh, we should have just scrapped the second account anyway. But if the, it's just going to be a duplicated account. if it's going to, if the question is like split apart and have like, card content and then you know like i don't know video game content completely separate but if the choices then then i would be i would lean towards a catch-all if the, if, it, if it's completely different content but if you're thinking about having one brand youtube and then another that's niche i would do the, i would keep the niche separate it's kind of like a b testing you know you're like if, right, if we do right. card room content over here but then we also want to just do like pop culture are the people who would subscribe to the card room stuff going to not like that so you're breaking out one and saying this is only collectibles content and right. this is more what our brand is and see which one catches on i just don't think that either one is too much more work that it, that it would be like you need to decide one way or the other really
1: so yeah cause,
2: uh, go ahead
1: yeah, so because our content really spans a, a wide range of stuff. So we're doing, I'm doing a lot of gambling and sports pick content on the website. So drunkgamblers.com is generating its own kind of fan base and clicks. Mm-hmm. We have the podcast. So like weekly convenience is doing it, its own thing, whether we're talking to psychics and porn stars or just shooting the shit. Mm-hmm. And then we have the card room that's obviously more that collectibles like fan base. So everything seems, there's not a whole lot of, crossover between everything even though we're kind of using every platform at the same time Mm -hmm. so that that, i do understand what you're saying where maybe having the the more niche content videoed in in one spot and then having the branded content where it's you know the drunk gamblers youtube with Mm -hmm. the podcast the card room stuff and more of a catch-all for those type of fans.
3: Yeah, I, I would, YouTube is like a crapshoot. You got to experiment with it. Um, when you find something that works, I would just lean into it and go hard on it because it's such, like, it can just be a rocket ship if you catch yeah. a trend at the right time. Um, you know, like, I mean, I was listening to Gary V talk about cards for so long. And I was like, Gary, are you serious? I agree with like everything you say and you're, you're really going in on like, the world, like everyone, is going to be going and buying sports cards. And I bought a Jared Kalenic and a Juan Soto like the other day. I was like, I, I mean, I'm like, I think i I'm like, I mean, you know, I, I have like this revitalized interest in Magic the Gathering when I was like a, a super nerd when I was in uh, middle school. And I'm like, you know, maybe I should I should buy some Magic cards. And I'm like, I don't know. I, I think that that is the quarantine influence. But so I don't know if he he he, he swears that collectibles were going to explode no matter what i think that quarantine has a lot to do with it but i see it now and i see how i like it because it's like i don't really bet on games but i would be interested on like buying a tyler hero and and seeing if he you know has like he's he's showing glimpses. if you want them <laughs> maybe i will maybe i will i don't know i like that you know and and then i would never really make all that much money out of it but if it's like i bought a card at a 100 bucks and it went to 250 i'd be happy you know
1: um, yeah, and I think a lot of our content, we're focusing more on the content creation and the entertainment aspect of stuff, mm-hmm. not necessarily the, the, oh, like, how many cards, you know, can we get and how Definitely. much money are they worth, which I think is where we're trying to break into that space mm-hmm. in and of itself is, you know, we look at ourselves as, you know, entertainers. Am I KFC? Am I Big Cat? No, but if I mm-hmm. could be one fifth of what they are, I'd like to think we're doing pretty good. Right.
2: There. So but with that being said, my, my big question is, I mean, we have the card room. That's a little bit different. What can we do maybe in a creative space that would make us that would differentiate us from barstool? Because a lot of people are like, oh, you're drunk gamblers. You're just trying to knock off barstool. Mm-hmm. And we kind of want to find a way to be like, well, we're not because of this.
3: I don't know. I mean, I don't think it's a bad comparison to have. I don't think, you know, I'd be pretty good. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I mean, if people are comparing you to that, I don't know. I mean, obviously, I think you're saying that because you think that people are saying it in a negative way. And I get that. It's like, you know, but everybody told us that we were trying to be Bill Simmons when we started a podcast. And it was just like, I would, I would not really be too influenced by that. I would, but I would do things I would try to do things that we aren't doing. Um, And now we're big and we have somebody who like, you know,
1: you guys are covering every space, but yeah, but like
3: there was a while, we weren't doing Twitch and like Smitty was like, I'm going to do Twitch, but there, but there was a long time. And then there was a long time when he was doing it, when it wasn't really like getting the attention or getting the push it deserved. So, you know, there's, there's something that, um, I would just try and play in all the spaces and try and, um, do, you know, a, a similar thing if you're similar types of guys, but I would just, um, I mean, you know, like TikTok, we have people creating stuff on TikTok, but we don't really have like barstool personalities doing barstool personality things on TikTok. I mean, the girls, the girls do it, but, but they kind of do it within the TikTok parameters. They don't, mm-hmm. you know, try and be funny. Like Dan doesn't jump on there. I mean, he, this is cause he's got 10 million other things to do already right. but if he were you know if if Dan were like 25 years old right now I think he'd be trying to be his big cat personality on TikTok I mean that's such a weird juxtaposition but I think that we only think that because he's in his mid-30s and been doing what he does so, for so long but like think about part of my take is it was like you know a parody of sports talk right well right. he might make a video where he is Skip Bayless and pft is i always want to say stephen a smith even though that hasn't that show hasn't been going on for like 10 years but like you know you know what i'm saying like they they would yeah they would make a joke about that um and it's gonna feel weird and silly but you know if i I would try and stay out ahead of like the the newer platforms and say like how can we and i'm not saying that like a skit where you're you know a host or something like that is, is the way to go but i do i do think that you know I've always said that I think the next Barstool Sports is going to be an Instagram account. It's not going to be a blog. It's not going to be a network. It's going to be somebody who splits up and says, we're going to post 10 times a day on Instagram because we have four or five guys who are thinking about a post. And it could sort of be like a blog in the caption. You could write a lot. But like getting the point across, like you know, the, I think back to when the guys would be blogging about the biggest sports story of the day. They would also be doing a does this face look like? They'd be doing an MFK. They'd be doing a local smoke show, and then they'd just be doing like an outrageous story. They'd they'd be covering like the Grammys if the Grammys were last night. If a movie came out that everybody was excited about, they'd be doing that, and that would get you twelve blogs in a day. I think that that there's going to be like an Instagram account that does that, and everybody's okay. like, yo, I, I follow this Instagram all day long and it gives me all the content, it just entertains me the whole time. You know, there's algorithms and stuff like that. And it's not in chronological order anymore. So you'd, you'd need to modify it. But um, I do think that like, if the guys all started today, they'd be starting on something like Instagram, and expanding to TikTok and, you know, other things.
1: Absolutely. No, I mean, that makes total sense. I, I think one of the other um, things that Is going to come with time, but where when it comes to you know building advertisers and and starting to generate money, because I mean we're looking at you know expanding and it's going to get to the point where we have to pay people, and I I can only take so much time out of my you know full time Mm -hmm. job as we all we all work and it's I I got other shit I got to pay for. Yeah. So obviously advertising will help supplement that. Have you found is there a particular way or like number you got to get to where you can kind of start? generating some type of money
3: like for podcast downloads a- anything <laughs> yeah. Website. I- any- the website yeah, as, yeah i mean as yeah i mean download.
1: our, our website yeah our, our website itself I-, I think last month we did about 1300 clicks so you know nothing too crazy but you know we're growing month after month yeah. month after month so at what point is it like okay do well, you approach an advertiser or, or start looking into that? that I format? I
3: would approach advertisers, and I would try. This is sort of like a negotiation.
2: I actually work in real estate, so actually, I'm learning okay. about negotiations.
3: Okay, so I, I think I'm not like a master salesman by any means, and I did not have to negotiate a ton of advertising because we when we first monetized KFC Radio, actually the guys. I remember they got a streaker sports advertisement early on. It was like gym shorts. And I, I think it was like yeah, a local yeah, Boston yeah. group that, um, so I, I think, I think John pulled that in or maybe Dan, I'm not sure, but that was like, you know, small potatoes. They may have even paid us in shorts. I'm not sure. I, I, but, <laughs> I'll
1: take shorts shorts. <laughs> But then <laughs> when
3: we, um, when we first started to monetize, we were with a network um, Libson, and they were just like, you know, we already have Mark Marin on our platform, we've got a lot of people spending some money. Audible.com was one of them, and they were like, you know, we can give you like 500 bucks here because you know, if you do this many downloads back then, it was like they wanted like 10,000 downloads an episode. Now, I think I've heard now, it's like I'm a little too far beyond that. Um, so right. I don't really deal with like minimums and stuff like that or i'm not but barstool is right um it, it might be as high as 30 000. but i would i would see if you can make a contact within some of these companies that you see um spending money you know like that, that just are always they advertise on every um podcast and i'd re- reach out to them and say like listen we're small but like you know when you're small you have the, the listeners you have do really like you, you know, like they either right. are like the, they have the hipster vibe that are like, oh, I'm in on these guys early or they're like within your social circle and they would support you. So it's like, if, if a advertiser is smart, they'll say, you know, if you bring in a hundred new purchases, that's like a hundred purchases that we were not going to get. It's not like you're taking away from their existing whatever. So we can give you, you know, that that's how they they should be. Now they sometimes that you just can't be bothered to like deal with some a you know, brand that's too small but i would reach out i would like look at you know people that are advertising and then maybe look a tier down like you know it, it's like it doesn't need to be the the biggest watch distributor on the internet but you can like find competitors who are selling watches and say hey you know like uh, we have a predominantly male audience would you mind making a promo code and say you know listen you don't have to pay us anything up front only give us a portion of what we do sell And then if you get that data back, you can be like, oh, okay, wow. We only sold 10 watches in a week. Should we push this harder? Can we make a custom, custom content around that? Can we, you know, what can we do to, um, sell this a little bit better? And then, you know, if you're working specifically for a sponsor, like you can, you can go from there, especially like if you need just like a little bit of money early on, um, You know, but then it's, it's about communication. That's like human real life communication. That's not like a, like a a hack or a trick. It's like, reach out to places and say like, Hey, what if we do this? What if we do this first one for free, just for the data? You know, like just, just tell us like how many, how many people used our promo code, how many people clicked, how many people followed through, um, you know, and and grow from there. Okay.
1: So we're going to start slinging great value toilet paper. (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
3: um, It's an
1: idea. I know um, that there, there, there's a lot of uh, opportunity on, on the internet and obviously guests help impact um, downloads, especially for podcasts. I think mm-hmm. you, I, I'm sure you know, obviously more than anyone else, sometimes a, a, a good guest draws a larger audience. Have you, is that just really just getting in front of people like, hey, do you want to come on my show? Hey, do you want to come on my show? I know we touched on it, on it earlier. Yeah.
3: Yeah. It, I mean, guests are hard and, and we did not really start getting great guests. Like, I, like we did not start getting consistently great guests until we hired like a full-time booker. Kelly Moore. Um, right. You know, uh, I think, I always think that Dan and PFT were our master networkers and they were laying the groundwork early and they started to really book, they started to book a lot of their own guests, like really yeah. high quality guests early and, mm-hmm. um, and then, but then for for the other shows, KFC Radio, um, we 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 got a few decent guests on our own. Um, but yeah, it is it, it is a lot of just asking, talking, networking. Um, again, uh, like coming from a place of, of value, being like, this is what we're doing. This is what I, why I think you would benefit from it. This is what what I think your audience would get out of it. Um, it's tough because it's just like you know, if you were to like go ask Bill Burr. He'd be like, he's not a dick, but he'd be like, I mean, I don't know what, why, why would I do this? (laughs) Why, what's in it for me? What's the value? Yeah. But don't let that be, you know, like an excuse to just not ask, you know? And like, and, and I wouldn't, you know, admit all this when you're asking, I would ask with confidence. I'd be like, you know, we're growing. And you might be able to get away with like, say you're the next Barstool Sports and people might be like, Oh, all right. Well, maybe if I get in with early with these guys, like, you know, and they blow up, that'll, that'll help. But, and you know, the worst, like if you, if you were to reach out to a big guest, like, and just say, Hey, we're, you know, we have a show. We think you'd like it. Come on. And then you get left on red. Okay, fine. So if you try something else and say, Hey, like, you know, we're an up and coming growing show. We'd love to have you on to talk about XYZ, be a little bit more specific. Yeah maybe you still get left on red but maybe the next time that you alter that you know you got to play around with it um, so. and that's just networking i mean like i said dan and pft did it did it the best early on and and look where it's taken
2: Yeah, so uh, real so quick here, i know we're over time here i don't want to hold you up but um would you be down in a couple of weeks if we take a, a half hour of the um office time again and uh, maybe do an episode uh, or a quick interview for our podcast and kind of just mm. talk talk more about kind of just like you and just like your background and um kind of just like sure. a little more comedy kind of absolutely instead of being so serious about business yeah for sure right. cool. let's do it
1: well i'm gonna give our listeners because we are we're gonna probably run some of this okay. so we came across and you're i know you got you got kids so you're the perfect person to ask okay do you have your children's teeth
3: <laughs> my like 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 teeth they yeah, lost yeah okay well my kids are so young they haven't lost their teeth yet I thought you meant like you know how like when people say like does your son have your nose or (laughs) (laughs) my kids have my wife's eyes so I was like do I have their teeth it was very um, puzzling but I do think that my parents did they
1: did they save my teeth we found out live on air that my parents have my teeth and he found his parents in a safe I why I'm is wrong. that a thing
3: uh I could I would I would say that I, I could understand people being sentimental about stuff like that but <laughs> I, that's a long time to keep, keep those. <laughs>
1: that's, that's the issue it's concerning it's very concerning <laughs> yeah,
3: yeah 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 um I, yeah for some reason I feel like my parents did keep them but like no, I don't think if I asked my mom she'd have them now <laughs>
1: <laughs> that would be. <laughs> so it. I would ask. You don't ask. not You don't. Know I, you know what? I'll
3: ask. ask. Just I don't know. <laughs> it's fucking weird, but uh, I'll ask. But I, I could, I could see with kids um being sentimental over it. Maybe like the first one, like the first tooth he lose,s yeah. we'll put it somewhere it's in like a little box or some shit. But like, how many teeth? You lose here, a lot man. of teeth. You right. got like a whole
1: bucket of teeth. My parents are. I'm one of three, or so. They got like ninety teeth do they ever get mixed up and you're like i don't know whose tooth this is i'm not in charge of the teeth (laughs) not not for me i'm only concerned with the ones left in my
3: mouth i'll tell you my i guess i don't really know when kids lose their teeth it doesn't seem like my son doesn't have he's like four and a half but uh i think it's somewhere around there right maybe like more like six i I don't know we'll find out
1: you're 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 gonna get back to this when you lose them figure out what you're gonna (laughs) do with it
3: all right i will i'll let you guys know
1: Cool. I, I really appreciate you taking the time to to talk with us. This was uh was awesome, and you know we sure. look forward to uh, you know talking with you at in the uh in the future.
3: Okay, sounds good, guys. I appreciate your time. Have a great one. All right, you too. Take care. Cool. Thanks. Take it easy. All
0: right. Well, I mean, it, it looks like towards the end of there, he kind of loosened up and uh, got him laughing about the teeth thing. He was fucking confused and scared at first.
1: I would be as well when uh two random people start asking me about my children's <laughs> team. But uh, I think, I think we got a, we got a good answer out of them. Um, and like we said, um, before the interview, we're hoping to have them on a, a few more times, kind of uh, a little bit more lighthearted, learn a little bit more about him uh, particularly. So keep an eye out for some of that content. i don't know if we're going to do it in special episode, like this one uh, format. Uh, we'll just put it in our podcast, but keep an eye out for him. Um, Obviously, go like, subscribe to all our stuff. We're also going to have the, some video components on the, the YouTube. Uh, so go check that out at uh, the Weekly Inconvenience YouTube as well as the Trunk Gamblers YouTube. So whatever your heart desires, pick a YouTube, subscribe to it, watch this stuff. Um, and we'll have a ton more content coming out. We touch on a lot of the stuff that is going to be um, coming from us in the future in the interview. So uh, keep an eye out for all that stuff. On the wall, 14-year-olds. Good. If I'm gonna have sex with all of you guys, I'm gonna show you how uh, how I like it. Can you hear me?
0: All right. Can you um, hear me? So we will <laughs> see you guys next week.
2: <laughs> all right, boys. All right.